Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always, Poppin' Rick. What's up? What's up? Oh, boy. The last interesting thing to happen prior to everything kind of coinciding into the summer and becoming more boring for the NFL happened this weekend. Yes. Uh, The NFL draft happened this weekend. And I, I saw there was a tweet prior to the draft about, I think it was Shafter for ESPN. Yes. Yep. And ESPN tries to get people to watch their network. So this is exactly what I thought. He said, he said uh, that it was going to be a, you know, a crazy draft night on Thursday and it was going to be all this stuff. And I, I saw the tweet and I'm like, yeah, they're just asking their top, their top NFL reporter to hype up the draft a little bit because right. there's no one in the draft. That's really like, like, there's no quarterback that's really hyped up. Trevor Lawrence. And yeah, so it's like there's nothing yeah. for people to watch like there was last year. Um, and then the draft happened. Just night one was a story in and of itself. Yep. Um, A.J. Brown's on a new football team. You're arguably your favorite team. receiver? My favorite league. receiver in the NFL. And now I got a signed jersey somewhere around here. Signed Titans jersey. That doesn't have any correlation. So, um Whatever. Yeah, we can put it on the wall. Now I can put it on the wall as a memory. Um, so anyway, the NFL draft happened this weekend. Today, we are going to break down everything for the most part that we can uh, pertaining to the NFL draft um, and kind of just give you winners and losers uh, for each player. So this is not team winners and losers. Everyone always goes through drafts and goes, okay, you know what? Uh, the Colts were a winner. And the Patriots were losers, X, Y, Z. No, we're going to do winners and losers for players' landing spots and tell you whether a player has a – this this draft in particular is landing spot yes. heavy. Like where guys go is more important than anything else. So Good, bad, and a lot of weird. Yeah, good, bad, and a lot of weird. So we're going to give you winners and losers for individual players pertaining to fantasy football going into 2022. So this can relate to redraft. This can relate to dynasty. This is just where these guys went and how it can affect your fantasy team moving forward into the future. So we'll give you winners and losers of that. Um, there are some guys that we'll just pass over and not talk about whatsoever, most likely in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Um, yeah. But we have a lot of guys to talk to. So, I mean, I'll talk about. So we're going to jump right in. Before we do that, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have. Um, all right, Rick. I want a 1,000-yard ceiling view of your thoughts about the NFL draft really quickly. Okay. A 1,000 yard ceiling yeah, view. Huge what do you mean macro. by that? Wide. Okay. Um, AJ Brown on the Eagles is probably the first thing I think about when, when it comes to the draft. Cause it came out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. We're just watching the draft and all of a sudden Boom. AJ Brown has been traded to the Eagles. Yep. It's like, what? Everyone um, thought it was, was going to be Debo. Huge, it wasn't Debo. Yes. And a player with such huge fantasy implications, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, we're barely even going to talk about him. But uh, it's weird. I At first, I didn't like it. I still don't love it of him on the Eagles. Uh, but it's not like this. his situation really changes too, too much. Mm-hmm. Because he went from a, not not a great quarterback and a heavy run offense to a heavy, rough, heavy run offense and an average quarterback. So he's still A.J. Brown. He's still a great player. His the offense maybe is better now. Is Philly better a better offense in Tennessee? I don't really know. I would say it has um, more potential. I don't know. Yeah, if it's yeah, better. I would say that too. I mean, you got you got AJ Brown, right? Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Yep. Good O line. I think Sanders. This, 
Yep. And this is Hertz' opportunity to really prove it if he's actually got it. I think this helps Miles Sanders, which is weird. I think just because it's a better offense, mm-hmm. so more touchdown opportunities. But it does slightly hurt Devonta Smith and slightly hurt Dallas Goddard. Um, I think not, it helps Jalen Hurts. If you've seen the numbers for A.J. Brown, too, just to give a quick like analysis on that trade, um, okay. I, I don't. I actually don't think... Okay, all right. That, that it hurts. I don't Devonta think Smith. that it hurts. I'm trying to search player profile i, I think hurt is strong i just like it because he had it he had last year right playing in how many games did he play in who aj brown yeah not too many like 12 something like that okay um 13 would be a guess 13 so, okay, I was close. um in 2020 he played in 14 in 2021 he played in 13 both seasons he had 105 targets which paces out to about 120 um I, I don't based on what I know about the Eagles, like I don't think that that is going to change for him. And knowing yes. the type of player that he is, AJ Brown is, I don't think this is going to change really anything about his fantasy value. I don't think it makes him better. Like I don't for AJ Brown, I, for AJ Brown, I don't think it yes, makes his I fantasy ceiling higher. I I just I think he's the same player. I think he's still that seven to nine wide receiver. Yeah, at first in though, and my initial thought was I did not like it, and I still think it's like you put every like single trade down I was, on the block. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping, I just kind of want to see what you, I can yo, get. See, I tried to jump on that early with those two second yeah, round picks. Second, two second round picks is for <laughs> top six, seven. Eventually, don't make it sound stupid. All right, and then um, quickly, super quickly, Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Love Bateman, it. love it. Season through the roof, obviously. Uh, Hollywood to me is just the same. I don't know if it really changes too much. He's going to play the Christian Kirk role, so it, it's not awful. But I think he's going to get more uh, work. To be honest with you, not a lot. You do, but, you yeah. do? more than he was in in uh, Baltimore. I don't know if he's going to get more work. I think he could be more efficient. Maybe I but think they throw more. Yes, they. Yeah, that's so, true. I, I, um, and then no my way. hope for Rondell Moore being a. Some breakout players, kind of. Yeah, dead. that's kind of dead. If you loved Rondell, I I like Rondell still, but this is the second year in a row too. They drafted a speed guy in like the third round by the name of uh, um, Andy Isabella. Yes, and he was basically dead. And they did the same thing last year in the second with Rondell Moore. I don't I don't understand their team. Building at they're all. just not. Well, it's 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 a it the, the offense the way they draft guys and build it makes sense because they're they're team like strategy if that's what you want to call it is or their scheme is is that air raid so you know they have a lot of four wide receiver sets on the field at one time which means they have to have five or six receivers at the ready and um that's what they do they just bring in receivers so i didn't mind it but very interesting those two guys go i saw that and like usually players don't get traded at the draft yeah, just because the the hoops that people have to jump through in order to make that happen, like they, like the player still has to, like, get a physical, and hope the trade doesn't fall through. So it was very yeah. interesting. But any other thoughts? Nope. Okay. Do we hop into this? So, um, yeah, great NFL uh, draft. Very interesting. Um, I typically only watch two nights, and then Saturday. <laughs> Usually leave for the birds and then I watch Saturday. Yeah, I don't watch Saturday. It is funny though when you get that far in and people just don't. NFL Network uh, has a segment where they try to find a player in the draft that gets drafted out of random that that the truck does not have film on. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Yeah. So they wait for that one guy to get taken and then they try to see if the if the truck can find film on the player if they have any available. Usually the Patriots pick the guy, so there's that. But anyway, of course. Um, so we're gonna go through each round, kind of analyze where guys went, and give you um, kind of a, a more lower view, and, and just keeping in our minds the question: um, Were they a winner or a loser at the draft? Um, and some of these influence some other picks that happened a little bit later. But um, so we'll, we'll mix in some analysis of that. But um, anyway. So the first offensive player, 
skill position player, I should say, because there was some tackles taken prior to this pick. But yep. the first guy that was taken was at 108, and it was Drake London to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, we had talked about Drake London, and we talked about this wide receiver class. A lot of wide receivers went off in the first three rounds. Um, I don't know how many of them are actually going to work out because it's crazy, but Drake London was the first guy off the board. What are your thoughts on this this pick for Atlanta? Um, so I personally like the Atlanta landing spot. Okay. Um, and I was feeling that way before the draft as well. Um, for me, Drake London, you know, before the draft, we, I think we both had the same or similar mindsets where we had a top four and that was kind of the one tier. Um, I still kind of feel that way. Um, and landing spots to me kind of changed how I viewed those guys in the top four. Um, so it's it's gross. This is the grossest wide receiver one I've ever had, but I do have Drake London now as my wide receiver one. I think he's. Yeah, I don't know about that, buddy. I know, I know, I understand. He's he's the but to me, like I have him pretty yeah, much yeah. as the same as my wide receiver four. So basically, so, what I'm telling you to do is trade down. Um, but if I had my pick of the litter and I couldn't trade down, and I had the 101 or the 102, and I needed a receiver, so and I you got had Drake blocks. London four, and now you have 101. Yep, I do. I do. I I will tell you, though, I love – I don't love. But of the four guys that win, I like the Atlanta landing spot the most of my top four receivers. See, now um, I'm I'm going to disagree I will, slightly. I will tell well, – let, let me just quickly give my reasons. Okay, why, all right. Why I love Atlanta. Or I don't love. I will take that back. I do not love Atlanta. Just – I, I like the landing spot. You're about to spot. become an Atlanta truther. First of all, I'm not crazy about Marcus Mariota. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. But I think he's fine for one year. He's a bridge quarterback. Uh, he will produce average numbers, and then they're going to draft a guy or trade for a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or it becomes Desmond Ritter. I mean, we'll see with that. But um, Drake London on Atlanta, they desperately needed a wide receiver one. They have a huge hole there at wide receiver. He's going to have zero competition. Kyle Pitts is his competition, and he's a tight end. But at the wide receiver position, he's going to have zero competition. Calvin Ridley suspended a year and requested a trade. Their wide receiver, too, is – I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but it's Zach. starts with a Z. Um, do, you, do you know what his name is? No. You know what I'm talking about? No, but that just shows you how bad. Yeah, okay, so that just shows you how bad. They have the worst wide receiver room in the league, okay? So you add Drake London to that, and it's not like he's going to get doubled because Kyle Pitts exists. Yeah. So Drake London is going to have a huge target share right off the bat. That's the only, That's the reason I have him as a wide receiver one okay. um, because I think he can he has the best chance to produce year one and probably year two. Um, but – I, I think you can make the argument for three other guys. So if you want to say Drake London's still your wide receiver four or wide receiver three, I'm not going to argue with you. I went back and forth hard on this. Um, but I ended up, for now, having Drake London as my wide receiver one. Um, yeah. I, I just don't you like it. Like I, had, I had him yes. ranked higher than you. Yes, I know. So, How do you think I feel? Okay. So now, <laughs> now you're higher. Um, no, th- those are those are great points. I, I'm just more like because Drake London. I mean, he was PFF's number one ranked wide receiver. Yeah. And like to me, when you look at when you look at him, like we've talked about in the past what his analysis is of, of the way he plays the game. So we don't need to go into that, but. It fits Atlanta. It fits what they want. They have two very, very big players in Kyle yeah, Pitts. They like they're two, they're huge. Freaking Drake London is six four. So that's they need a speedy slot guy. Yeah, they definitely need a speedy slot guy. But um, for London, it, it's one of those situations where I I agree with Rick. That, like you look at like Amon Ross St. Brown last year going to that mm-hmm. freaking dead wide receiver yes. core for the Detroit yep. Lions, and even though he was a fourth round pick. He got shot up into like the second round in rookie drafts because opportunity opportunity was there, and he could he could he could make a name for himself. There wasn't anyone in that in that locker room that was going to be like, okay, I'm going to take the wide receiver one job. It was a Monra, and so 
and he ended up finishing the season really, really strong as a rookie. Um, he didn't start off too well, but Drake London is a much higher, much higher drafted player. So, you know, that's one thing. And the second thing is, there's no one there in Atlanta. So he is going to get 120 to 140 target target share in Atlanta. Yeah. My concern is the freaking quarterback position. Sure. And what direction they end up going with that. Right now it's Mariota. It could go in another direction. We'll talk about that later. Desmond Ritter. It could go Desmond Ritter. But, like, I just don't know if I like either of those guys elevating this team to a point where London can be a big success in fantasy. That's totally fair. I'm a proponent of picking up guys. Like, like if Atlanta sucks this year and then they end up going number one in the draft next year and get one of the best quarterbacks in two years from now, you know, he's in his third year and he dominates dynasty-wise, that's great. Year one for redraft, I'm not a guy that likes to draft wide receivers in bad landing spots and bad locations. And... Mm -hmm. I don't know how efficient Atlanta's offense is going to be next year, and I would have to venture a guess to say that it's not going to be good. So that's why I don't know if I would put Drake London 101 on my on my wide receiver rankings, but, you know, it could go either. I have someone else that I want to do yes, 101, and I probably will change it eventually. Yeah. But as of this moment, it's Drake London. So, um, But the Mariota point is very fair. I just think he's yeah. hopefully at least decent enough to, like, if he throws 20 touchdowns and, like, or 23, 24 touchdowns in like 34, 3,500 yeah. yards. That could be enough for London just based on competition, but we'll see. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next guy who is Garrett Wilson to the yep. New York Jets. He's drafted as a 10th pick in the first round. Um, his little, the first, I think it's six players, skill players that were taken were wide receivers. No running backs, one quarterback in the first round. So, um, it's going to be all wide receivers in this conversation, but quickly on, on Garrett Wilson to the jets. I think this is a good landing spot for Garrett Wilson. He's one of the best wide receivers in the class. We talked about him. I think he was both of our one Oh ones at the wide receiver position or number one wide receiver at the wide receiver position in our rookie rankings, um, prior to the draft. I think this is a decent landing spot for him. I don't think it's a great landing spot. Um, yeah. Because the Jets are just, they're not a good football team. And that might change this year. But, and and there's so many variables that go along with, like, I'm willing to take the risk on Garrett Wilson. But this team was looking for a number one wide receiver. And getting Garrett Wilson, that is going to be the guy that they want to be the number one wide receiver. Otherwise, they would have went in another direction. So, I think he, he probably will. I mean, they have Corey Davis. They have Braxton Berrios, and they have, what's his name, Elijah Moore. So there's some competition there for Garrett Wilson, but it's nothing that he can't overtake, and I think he will. The question for me becomes, this is a team that got their quarterback in Zach Wilson. Does Zach Wilson take a step forward this next season and move on from his nine touchdowns, 12, 13 interceptions last year and actually become a more efficient passer? Because if that's... The case, I think Garrett Wilson will become a big success, but if it's the same old garbage Jets, that uh, this is a horrible landing spot for Garrett Wilson, and it's and it's you know not great. So I think I don't dislike people's takes on him not being the number one wide receiver, but if you believe in Zach Wilson, you have to believe in Garrett Wilson, and if that's the case, you got to be taking him as your number one wide receiver, in my opinion. I might change it live on the show because he was my number one pre-draft. That wasn't even my hardest leg sell. He was my number one pre-draft. Okay. The, the, here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Gary Wilson and the Jets. I love the player. The Jets landing spot to me is just was the biggest question mark. It was um, just the biggest question mark. Okay. Yeah. I wanted Garrett Wilson to go to the Falcons. He would have been still my number one wide receiver. Yeah. I like the Falcons landing spot more than the Jets. So this is where it hurts. But if you said if you believe in Zach Wilson, you have to believe in Garrett Wilson. It's like if you do think Zach Wilson can take that step, yeah. then um, Garrett Wilson should 100% be your number one. But the big concern is if Zach Wilson sucks, the Jets Garrett does. Wilson's going to suck. Yeah. I, I, I think the interesting point you make too is that you know what you're getting in Atlanta. Yes. But the Jets is a huge like just question. The Good, Jets are bad. a huge question, but 
Zach's a better quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's got more upside. Was he better last year? What if he plays the exact same? Oh, well, then he's then, then you start selling the ship over there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um I don't I don't disagree with your Drake London take, but I feel like I feel like the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons are kind of the same landing spot. Like production-wise because I think they're both going to get kind of the same amount of opportunity now, one. I think the Jets might try to run the ball more for reasons that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um and it's also really really gross to put two Jets players, which again we'll talk about later for me personally in my like top 2 at yeah. each posi- or my top my top player at each position. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so disgusting to me. It like they're both gross, no matter what I do. It's one of it's London or Wilson, though. I don't even know if either one of those guys are my 101, but it's Yeah, it's see, definitely... and then there's, an, there's, there's another guy that I think you could make the argument for ahead of these two. Right. But these... Okay. Yeah. I that mean... makes sense. Let's move on to the next guy because we got to move a little faster okay. with some of these guys. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't ask the question or answer the question. So, winner or loser, Drake London? To me, that's a winner. Winner or loser, Garrett Wilson? It's literally a question mark. I, I think right now, okay, it's a loser, but it had it could easily change. Okay, that's um, to, totally dependent on Zach Wilson. Okay, okay, makes sense. Um, all right, let's move on to the next guy, which is Garrett Wilson. I mean, uh, which is Chris Olave at one eleven to the, I think it was the New Orleans Saints. And I feel like this guy has a little bit of opportunity here to have some form of success with the New Orleans Saints. I'm not sure the amount of opportunity that he would get um, just out of you know a situation where they do have Michael Thomas there. Sorry, Rick. You're just jumping in. <laughs> yeah. Zoom, just so everyone knows, on the... Uh, on YouTube, Rick probably just cut out for like five seconds. Um, it's Recording mostly because progress. it's mostly because um, Zoom, for whatever reason, put a timer now on these Zoom calls. Back to what it used to back be. Back to what it used to be back in the day. So I just had to reinvite Rick. But anyway, we're talking about Chris Olave. Thanks for joining us. Um, yes. So anyway, it's one of those situations where I actually like at this current point in time. Right now, Zach Wilson could ascend to Patrick Mahomes status this year. Who knows? But I think if we're sitting here in this current point of time, I think that a better quarterback than Zach Wilson and a better quarterback than Mariota or even Ritter is is Jameis the famous. And sure, I think he's I think he's a better quarterback than those two guys. I think for the New Orleans Saints, they're going to have a more efficient offense. I hope than either one of those teams will have, and. I think that that will benefit Chris Olave because I think he's the second best receiver on the team. So he's going to get some target share. Um, So it's like, well, and you're also going to get Michael Thomas pulling guys away from Chris Olave. So it's like, I don't know. I think, I feel like this is a really good landing spot for Chris Olave. I think it's a big winner for him. Um, I don't know if it's enough for me to move him into the wide receiver one conversation because I don't know where, the New Orleans Saints are going to go. You know what I mean? They right. they could either, like, Jameis can't stay on the field. They signed him to a two-year contract. They don't seem like they're in conversations for Baker or anyone else. I don't, I can't remember. They didn't draft a quarterback, right? They did not. Um, So they're either going to lose out this year and try to draft one next year or hope that Jameis is the guy for them moving forward. Well, they traded their first-round pick next year. They don't have a first run next year. Oh, so yeah. Th- so it's Jameis until further notice. So like things could collapse for New Orleans to a point where they either have to trade back into that first round or like if Jameis Winston blows, and it might be a while before Olave gets a good receiver, but uh, we'll see. And then you also have like, not the systems haven't changed with Sean Payton leaving. Like they kept all of the same yeah. systems in place. But without Sean Payton, does that change kind of what New Orleans can do offensively? Maybe. 
Maybe um, they've had the same OC though since like 2007. Oh yeah, so the, I I <laughs> I I like this landing spot for Chris Olave. I think it's going to be good for year one. But I, I I'm I'm thinking like low low end wide receiver too. If he if he turns out to be a, a success for year one, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I agree. I think this is a big winner. It's a great spot. In my opinion, the Saints landing spot was yep. great. Uh, Olave was my pre-draft wide receiver five, though. He still is my wide receiver five, but, but now I think it's a lot more justifiable to uh, take him higher if you wanted to. Like, if you wanted to take him as your wide receiver two or three, or two, maybe extreme, but three or four, um, I think that's fair. Uh, the Saints, to me, of all the first-round wide receiver landing spots was my favorite uh, for a player. Uh, Michael Thomas is there, yes, but he's getting older. Um, it's the perfect timing for the new guard to take over. There. And there's a chance he's going to be there. He's going to be there even sure. Like he'll be there this year, I think, but next year I don't. I don't think so. Right, right. Um, which is also good for the player. I think you can um, compliment off Michael Thomas, then take off in year two or three by yourself. Uh, Jameis Winston to me is uh, a decent quarterback. He at least puts up big numbers, and I told you this on draft night. Um, you know, he's a guy who's going to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, um, which in fantasy, that's all that matters. It's all about that. And he usually historically targets the top receiver or the top two guys. In Tampa, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, mm-hmm. he was just chucking it up to them every single play. Yep. So if Olave can just, uh, if Olave ends up being the player that people think he can be, yeah. this is going to be a great landing spot for him. I agree. Big winner. Um, big winner. So we got a winner, uh, eh, and a winner. Yep. Nice. Uh, all right. So one twelve, Jamison Williams goes off the board right after that pick to Detroit. Um, kind of surprising. I don't think Detroit needed a wide receiver at this point. Yep. Um, they have that DJ really Clark. They have Amonra St. Brown. They have Jamison Williams. Um, I'm telling you right now, Rick. This actually offensively is good for Detroit. Mm -hmm. I don't love this landing spot for Jamison Williams. Um, Not because of golf and not because Detroit's offense can be rumored to suck because I think they're underrated. I think they will be a lot better this year than people think they will. And there's a lot to think about. Um, But, this feels like a pick for Detroit and Chark feels like a signing for Detroit Detroit where they're going to use sheer speed on the outside to open up the middle of the field and try to get it to Amon Ra Swift and Hawkinson. That's what this feels like to me. And yes. I, tell, me I, if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but like the last year they, they didn't have a receiver and Hawkinson, one of their highest selected players in the last couple of years, couldn't get open because they had no one else to kind of cover that. Now I think yep. Williams is a much better player than Charles. Sure. And I think that he is going to be a success in the NFL. I think he's, he's an elite player. Like I, I talked about how he was literally my wide receiver one um, going into the draft. So like, I think he's going to be more than a field stretcher that takes got takes pressure away from those guys. Um, but I just don't know year one what kind of impact he'll have in Detroit because I think Amonra is going to start the year. It, it definitely hurts Amonra's value, by the way. I'm, I'm I can't go against that anymore. I can't. Like they play different roles, but at this point, like I think Amonra will start the season strong, and then yeah. as Williams kind of figures things out, he'll start taking some of that role. I just don't know why they would go out and get Chark, who's a vertical speed. Like right, that's threat. the thing that confuses me too. And then add Jamison Williams to that as well. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what Detroit's doing there, and I don't know what Jamison Williams' role is going to be. Well, in, Detroit. in real, in the real NFL, I think you're right. Yeah, it, I, it's a good, good spot. Um, it's good for the Lions. All those things. If we're talking for fantasy purposes, though, I don't love it because, mm-hmm. yes, it does feel like he's kind of there to be the field stretcher. He's mm-hmm. there to be the guy who opens things up for TJ Hawkinson, for DeAndre Swift, for Monra. I think Monra can still be fancy relevant, though, and be pretty good just because he's going to get uh, high demand of receptions in the right, slot. Right, right. But now his touchdown ceiling might be might not be the same as it was last year, unless you think Jared Goff's throwing 35 touchdowns. Um, 
Jameson Williams, though, I still am drafting him. I still love the player. Um, and he will have good games. He's just going to, I think, be inconsistent. Um, and yes, he's TJ Shark there too is like, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I think him and Shark will play the X, a monitor on the slot, and then you got Hawk at tight end. So it makes sense, but he's not going to have a high target share. I do not believe, um, yeah. at least early on in his career. Um, so just for that reason, he's my wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a loser landing spot, but I'm still by all means drafting him. Uh, I saw yeah. him in my, this is, I've done one rookie draft so far, a real rookie draft, yeah. and he went 108. So I'm very comfortable with taking him. I also feel like this one player to me, even though the ACL injury happened, like if the ACL injury never happens in the national championship game, I feel like this guy is a lot of people's wide receiver ones. And this is the one guy in this entire class for me that is... I want to say an actual elite talent. Like the, all of these guys are talented, but I feel like this is one of those guys that can just go to a team and be good. Has regardless the potential. Of, yeah. yeah. Like where he could right. be good regardless of who is yes. sitting in there. Yes. Yep. And like, and I see that same kind of situation for Garrett Wilson, but he went to a team with a bad quarterback or not a bad quarterback. I, I'll take that back. Potentially. But yeah. Uh, a quarterback who is still young and developing. So, um, but and he gets opportunity there, so I do like that landing spot a little bit better than Jameson Williams. But I just think that right now, what Detroit is going to plan on using Jameson Williams to do is not going to be beneficial for him early on. And then you also have the situation where at some point this team does, I think they're going to be looking forward to tossing Jared Goff to the breeze and saying, okay, let's get a, let's get a quarterback in here because that's what they're building towards. I mean, I don't know if you feel that too. Like they got. They got weapons in this offense, yes, and they're going to be very close to getting a – like, I think they should have drafted – like, when they were on the board multiple times and they had Malik Willis, they should have – Yeah, I Malik don't Willis know. And- I was sure each each time. I thought when they traded up to 12, that's who they, they were going to take <laughs> I originally. Oh, I was like – so, I mean, hey, all the power to them. They're building a good offense there, but um, I don't know what Jameson Williams is going to look like year one, especially with all those guys there. It's going to be a battle early in the season. I think by the end – He'll start to break onto the scene a little bit, but uh, year one in redraft, I'm not super excited about it. Dynasty, it's a smash draft for me. I think at some point in the next couple of years, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. So um, 108, I mean, I'll take that every single day of the week. Yeah, I I, I have him as my 105, I think, 106. So Okay. Um, let's move on to the 116, Jahan Dotson really quickly. Um, I think we're going to break this into two shows and do the second and third round on another one because that one will be a lot faster with all the trash players. <laughs> um, sure. But uh, anyway, Johan, uh, Jahan Dotson, he went. He was one of those guys that he had He had a good combine, and I was talking to Rick prior to the show about this. Um, he went into – he was like – I think he was like a late day two pick projected prior to the combine. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Um, and then he went to the combine and he kind of lit things up a little bit. Had a really good combine, good forty time, did some really good things, and um, I think he brought got the attention of some of these teams, um, and it led him into a position where he went. He got drafted. I personally think way too high. Um, Washington wanted to draft a wide receiver to pair with Terry McLaurin. Um, I don't like this landing spot for Dotson. I don't like the player either. So you're all out. I'm all out on Dotson at this point. So I think yeah. I think he's a loser, loser. <laughs> See, I wrong. disagree with you on the player. I I like the player. Um, he was pre-draft. I think my wide receiver six. So yeah, I, I like him a lot. It's Maybe just I had him. he and I even I think he did go too high as well. I didn't even have I him mean, ranked. That's that's sad. Oh that's no, I had him ten. Sad. Sorry, I just found him <laughs> ten. I uh, I I think he sh- he was a, he would have been a great like early second round pick, mm-hmm. like where um someone else we're gonna talk about who the Packers drafted. Yep. Like if he went in that range, to me that's kind of where I thought he would go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely early for him. And yeah, Washington to me is not a great landing spot either. 
I don't believe in Carson Wentz. Um, I don't believe in the Washington offense as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't, I don't know if they really have a plan for the future at quarterback. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Sam Howell. I think they're right. probably going to draft someone next year and, and we'll see where it goes two to three years down the road. Um, he will have some opportunity early on. Yeah. Uh, he's going to slot right in as the wide receiver right. two or three on that team. So he should have some opportunity, but it's not going to be anything that's like super exciting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's a loser landing spot too. I'm still drafting Dodson. Mm-hmm. I still like the player, but uh, he, I'm not draft. I'm not going out of my he, way to draft him. Quickly. The other thing I was going to say too, is that how many years you, and you are the truther for this man's Terry McLaurin. How many yeah. years have you been waiting Terry McLaurin, <laughs> waiting for Terry McLaurin to be like a top six, seven wide receiver? His whole career. Yeah. So after his rookie season where he kind of was like, he outperformed what people so thought he was, came out of nowhere. Yeah. And every ever since then, he's been he's been projected as a top 10 wide receiver. He's been sometimes drafted as a top 10 wide receiver. And... People want to get Terry McLaurin on their team, and then he just well, doesn't perform up to that value. Last well, year was the year to do it, and then Fitzpatrick got hurt in week one. Yep. But then you have the situation where you get Jahan Dotson, and everyone is on Twitter going, oh, I love the, I love this place. I love where he's going, Washington, Washington, Washington. And it's like, yeah, but yep. he's a rookie. and He's going to be the wide receiver two on that team. And he's the wide McLaurin receiver two on a traded. team that can't get Terry McLaurin to be wide receiver right. one. So. Yeah. Um. Hey, no, T Mac's not getting traded because he was he was asking for another wide receiver to pair with. So, um, we'll see. Like yeah. I said, don't like the player, so don't know how much it's going to help Washington. But I, I definitely am. I'm, I'm a loser on this landing spot for him. Uh, one eighteen after the big old fat trade Tennessee made, they're like, you know what, we got to pl- replace this guy with a guy that comps out to exactly the same player. Uh, Traylon Burks at yep. 118 to Tennessee. So uh, they get their A.J. Brown replacement at wide receiver. How bad would you feel if you're like, if you're, uh, what's his name, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and you just came out of the, the, the divisional round getting pooped on and throwing 1,700 picks against the Bengals, and uh, and you lose not only Julio Jones, but you also, <laughs> you also lose your number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Uh. And, and you're left with Traylon Burks now. He's probably wants to jump Rick, off a of, uh, building. This guy might be my 101. I was gonna say, yep, that's fair. And not because uh, I have to replace my AJ Brown. You have to have a Titans players. receiver. Yeah, I got. I gotta have a Titans receiver. No, this is this is a landing spot that has no other competition. Yep. He's basically Robert just gonna Woods. take. All, that's true, Robert Woods. I forgot. So there's some competition there, but he's going to take all of AJ Brown's uh, Brown's if that's a, even a word. Um, he's going to take all AJ Brown's work, essentially. Yep. All that vacated target share that he left in the trade, Traylon Burks is going to take over. He was a top. He was. I think he was number four on my rookie rankings prior to this. Tennessee is a good football team. They have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Tannehill is generally good. Um, most of the time he's average, uh, but he gets the job done. And I think for Traylon Burks, he gets 120. He gets, and he's basically the same thing as AJ Brown. Essentially, he's not. I don't think as a talented or a prolific as AJ Brown is going to was uh, with Tennessee. But I like Traylon Burks. <coughs> Excuse me. I like Traylon Burks's opportunity in Tennessee. Um. I think he like you'll talk about Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and and those guys being at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's close between these three guys, but yes. I think you I, for me, I have to take the player that has the I feel like the highest upside and the best offense that they're gonna see. And I, I think that's Traylon Burks. I don't know. I, I don't know why that's fair. not. Where where have you been seeing him go? Because I this guy's got- um like one four. <laughs> okay, because I feel like this guy should be a smash like top five pick. Yeah, no, he is. He is for me. He's, um, I have him as my wide receiver three, but you're right. Uh, I think him, Garrett Wilson and Drake London, Mm -hmm. uh, are all the closest ones together. Those three guys. And I think you can make an argument for any one of those three. 
to be your wide receiver one. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, it is a very good landing spot for Burks, but I'm going to make some counterpoints. And the reason I do not have him as my wide receiver one. So you said the best offense to me. I think the Titans are trending downhill. I don't love their offense long-term at all. I think, it's I think Tannehill, other guys. Tannehill is overrated. Derrick Henry is going to retire. And Bobby Woods is like 32 years old coming off two ACLs. So I don't love the Titans offense. I do love the fact that he's going to slot into the A.J. Brown role. And I think he's going to slot in and get 100-plus targets right away. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I do love that. And I, I like the player, too. So I think he's going to do well in the A.J. Brown role. Will he be as good as A.J. Brown year one? No. Will he be as good as A.J. Brown ever? I, I remains to be seen. It's Yeah, he might. He might. And one of the things with A.J. Brown is we wish he had more targets. Like, if he ha- he's the type of player that if he got 140, 150 targets, he would be the wide receiver one fantasy. But on the Titans, he just doesn't get that. And I don't think Burks is going to get that either. He's going to slot in right away and get a large target share. But he's not. I don't think he's ever going to get like 140 targets, at least while Tannehill and the way they play um, exists in Tennessee. So I do think he's kind of capped off there. Yeah. But he is going to slot in as the wide receiver one or two oh, in the bro. offense. He's got. He's he's a good player. He's got a lot of opportunity ahead from for him. He's probably in redraft. I think I would take him number one. Yeah, of all the rookie receivers, one. yeah, for year one, I don't know if Dynasty he's my one, but he's at least top three. Um, okay, I just dude, if I'm looking long term, yeah, not not necessarily saying this year, but years two and three, I would rather have on paper the Jets' offense than the Titans' offense. <laughs> In okay. terms of, and it's part, it's that's how I feel about Tannehill. It's how I feel about Derrick Henry. It's how I feel about Robert Woods. About the new, it's how uh, I feel about an old offensive line. About the new quarterback. We'll get to that they, on another okay. show. But oh well, yeah. oh, <laughs> now that could change things because I'm, I personally I like their new quarterback more than Tannehill. So <laughs> I that, agree. That could that could come up for discussions, but but yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, it, as, as far right as now. trending down, I don't disagree with you. I I definitely feel like they're headed in the downward direction i don't understand what they're doing to be completely honest with you you go out and you trade for bob williams <laughs> Too much basketball talk. uh robert woods you go you go and get bobby trees right 32 yeah. year old bobby trees throw him on the outside and then you don't keep aj brown yeah and it's like what what was the purpose of going out and getting that guy unless like, they your want chances to, to compete now i know you think that aj brown's going to go after a contract you know, next year, which he is, well, not anymore. <laughs> he already got it, but right. um, he was going to go after a contract with you guys next year. And, you know, I, I definitely feel like it was a, it was a way to be like, okay, we need to get ahead of this. You know, let's get the guy now, trade the wide receiver, get something out of it. And it's not a bad deal. I do think they got fleeced in that deal, by the way, they got absolutely pantsed um, by the Eagles. Yes. 100 percent i that you yeah. you should have at least gotten you saw what the tyreek hill package was you like should a have, third you should have at least gotten a little bit more than that but anyway actually they did get a third didn't they yes yeah, third like next that. year but so. Traylon burks i think like as of right now next year tennessee is a better offense than new orleans the jets and atlanta am i wrong i think new orleans might it's right. I, I don't love the Titans, dude. I'm just very down on the Tennessee Okay, that's Titans. fine. But even if you think they're even, Traylon Burks is getting more opportunity yes, than Chris Olave. Yes, 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 yep. So, right. I don't know. And I think I think there's some long-term things that they're going to do there. I think they have a good they have a good general manager. They have a good, well, after that trade, I don't know, but um, they have a good, a decent general manager. They have a good head coach. They have a lot of building sure. blocks there. Yeah, I, even yeah, though a very good coach. they're a little, they're a little bit like taking some steps back offensively and moving down a little bit, especially with, you know, what's happening with um, Derrick Henry and the trade of, you know, AJ Brown. And like, there's some things trending downwards. There's also some things, some things trending upward with them as well. So I like Traylon Burks. Now I like him later. I think he's definitely going to be one of the better picks, um, especially for redraft this year, but let's talk about the final guy and then we'll do the second and third rounds on Thursday. Um, or the rest of the draft on Thursday, I should say. But 
Um, at 120, we had Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers, first quarterback off the board. Um, I don't want to judge Pittsburgh and their decision making. But you want to judge because they, they he's the you know one of the best GMs in the NFL. He's been doing this job for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers since like the early 2000s, and he has a lot of hits. Ben Roethlisberger being one of them at the quarterback yeah. position for the last 20 years. And so I don't want to judge it, but why would you go Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis? Not only that, if Willis went in the, what, mid to late third round, yeah, they could have took it, taken offensive line first round and then go get Willis in the second round. And no one was going to take Pickett either. Or a trade back at 20. And then, yeah, exactly. No one's going to take Pickett. I don't think they really read the the room quarterback. Right. Yeah, room it was like they the were league. in last year's draft. Yeah. Now I like Kenny Pickett. I've I've talked about that before. Um, I I, I have my rankings from last week in front of me. The show we released. Um, he was my quarterback two two right Rick's quarterback yeah. three. So I, I do like Kenny Pickett. I, de- I felt like he was going to be one. I thought there was going to be two quarterbacks in the first round. There obviously wasn't. It was one quarterback. Pittsburgh felt like this was their guy. They had their choice of the litter at quarterback position, their pick of the litter, and they chose Kenny Pickett. So they clearly like him um, mm-hmm. from that perspective. I'm curious. And and after the after the, the night one, did the coach say Mitch is our guy? No. He said it's going to be a competition. So, oh boy, we might get Kenny Pickett on the field week one. Um, for redraft, he he's got to be the QB one. I mean, at this point, knowing what we know about everything else, yeah, he, he <laughs> no one else has got to be the QB yeah. one. Literally, the only guy, Rick, in super flex drafts. Yep. On sleeper, tell me where he's yep. going. Just to, to he, tell the audience where he's going, because I know where he's going. Um, do you know where he's going? Like. Overall, or where he went in my draft Overall. <laughs> last night? Or are we both, Overall, both. I think give it, us both. Okay, I, I sent you the data um, for where he was going. And according to the data, first 300 drafts, uh, he used the 106. Um, 106, 107 wow. right there in that range of Jameson Williams. In that draft I did last night, he was the 104 in the Superflex. Yeah, so fourth so- overall pick. He's not even going as the 101 in a Superflex league. No, no, um, no. Now, we're talking about winners and losers here. Kenny Pickett's a winner to me. This is That's a, a, good, this is a spot, great yeah. landing spot for Kenny Pickett. It's a spot where if he even if he loses the job to Mitch Trubisky, it's a spot where he can develop, learn, grow. He has Deontay Johnson. He has George Pickens, who they just drafted. We'll talk about that later. He They have uh, Chase Claypool. They have the the new tight end there whose name escapes me, but his yeah. name, Pat Fryermuth, who's been a freaking yep. stud, a decent, Najee. an improving offensive line. Najah Harris, like a that's good a great defense. roster around him. This is Race. a smash landing spot for Kenny Pickett. I yeah, year one, you're gonna have to sit and wait. I think at least for a little while. Um, but going from there, I think this is gonna be a good spot for Kenny Pickett. I, yeah. I like it. Um, I like it too, but we'll see. I don't know. He's got a lot of weapons. He does, but his rushing ceiling is low. Fair. So we'll see he how got. he plays. But he he's in a good position to succeed. I've if all I gotta do is, is trade up to like the one hundred four and the one hundred five to get Kenny Pickett. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, I might do that. Okay. All right. Let me take a quarterback. Um, I would say this is definitely a winning spot. Leagues. No, because to me, like, no, I mean, I don't to, know. you're, you're going to try to trade a 104 to me. I just don't love yeah, the player as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But it it is a good league. Clearly, we'll the NFL see. does, and one of the best GMs. Well, in the, NFL the Steelers does. do. I would. I don't know if the NFL does. The Steelers. That's do. true. But hey, one of the best GMs in the in the NFL. Yeah. No, that's right. I, I definitely think Pickett is um a good value right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen people who I love and respect in the fantasy community that don't even think he should go in the first round yep. in Superflex mods. Mm-hmm. And I disagree completely. So we'll yeah, see how it goes. Just a little bit. I just don't know. 
how you can, and we'll talk about this on the next show. I don't know how you can look at the situation for the other quarterbacks. You know, Ritter yes. in the third round, Willis in yep. the third round, Carroll in the third round, Sam Howell in the fifth. Like, and we'll talk about all those things happening um, on Thursday show. But I don't know how you can look at those and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, dude, I'm gonna take Malik Willis over Kenny Pickett, or I'm gonna take you know Desmond Ritter over Kenny Pickett." Those guys, you're going to take those guys at a third round value over a guy that was taken in the first. Like, I love Malik Willis more than anybody, but I don't know if that guy's even going to hit the field. Yeah. As a third round pick? It's a question mark. It's like they didn't use any draft capital on him, essentially. It's a third round quarterback. Like, they could very well, Tannehill could blow his leg out. Malik Willis could head out onto the field completely suck year one and then Titans get a Never top five pick chance. and go in a completely different direction. Like yep, they are not tied to the player at all with that third round draft selection. If people want to disagree with that, it is what it is. And we'll talk about that on Thursday, but no, for me, I don't know how you disagree with that. <laughs> for me, it's just like, he's a third round value. Ritter is a third round value. Howell's a fifth round value. Carol is a, a third round value, basically a fourth round value. It's like, those guys are going to have a really hard yeah. time. Like second round picks have a hard time getting starting jobs in the NFL. Third round picks, 100% going to have a hard time. Now, I'll save that for Wednesday. But I think Kenny Pickett definitely should be the QB1 off the board. I think he should be a first round pick because he was a first round quarterback. And like there are still people who are rolling Ben Roethlisberger out in their dynasty super flex lineup. So don't give me that BS about... Can he pick up being a second round pick in a rookie draft? Come on. Yeah. Agreed. Too much value for a starter for multiple years. Yeah. So anyway, um, that is the first round. And we'll try to go through the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round very quickly on Friday. It's kind of like the real NFL draft where the first round's like eight hours and then it just gets faster. As it goes <laughs> yep. That's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but anyway. So there's your first round. Drake London to Atlanta. Wilson to the Jets. Olave to the Saints. Uh, Will Williamson to the Lions. Dotson to the Commanders. Burks to the Titans. And Pickett to the Steelers. Uh, we'll talk to you about the rest of these players on Thursday. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.